You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, happy Sunday, a happy Mother's Day to everybody in Twins territory and beyond. This is another edition of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. Minnesota Twins making some memories this summer. And their first-year manager, Rocco Baldelli, kind enough to join us here in studio. Always fun to get you in studio here. And after a long day at the office yesterday, only one game today. It's almost like a day off, right? Yeah, it's almost like a day off, especially coming back uh, for the day game after the doubleheader. But uh, it, it was a good day. Um, those days, are uh, they tend to be a little long, especially the day nights. But, um, you know, part of the business and part of what we do. And you were telling me as you came in that you're learning now that it's Mother's Day, yes, and you've always known about that, but that the fishing opener is also something that you need to keep on your calendar. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot I've been hearing about that. So for all of the fishermen, uh, you know, the big weekend that's going on right now, please uh, have a safe and a, a productive weekend. Please. Yeah, keep us on in the boat there as you're, uh, as you're reeling in the walleyes. Let's talk about some of the housekeeping up front, Rocco. And there's been a lot of moving parts as far as your roster is concerned. Part of that is doubleheader-related. Uh, Martin Perez on the paternity leave. Uh, but uh, he is back, first and foremost. Now, he's going to start today, and one thing you and your staff do an amazing job with is entrusting your players to their preparation. What do you need, when you need it? We'll give you the the ability to, to get what you need, but you know you kind of put a lot of trust in them. Having been away from the club, I know you have a lot of trust in Martin Perez, but is there any concern on his part or your part about coming back right into a start? Um, no. Uh, he... Um you know, he and Wes were able, and w- with uh, with Hef, uh, Jeremy Hefner, have been able to sit down, um, spend some time before, you know, everything took place and um, kind of walk through a program. Um, Martin was able to uh, get his throwing in. He was able to throw a bullpen um, when, he would, when he normally would. Um, I think it works out okay. Obviously, he's had a lot going on, and, you know, I'm sure uh, sleep is at a premium and, um, and everything. But he was able to uh, get back into town, get a good night's rest, um, and he'll be here today and ready to go. And he's been fun to watch pitch and to play behind, I would think. The last couple of times out, he has been spectacular. The other move is the La Tortuga returns, as Ostadio, I know, has probably been chewing on your ear for the better part of the last week that he's ready to go. He is ready to go. Fernando Romero will get some work in down at AAA. Yeah. Um, the, the Tortuga is back, you know, so there's no we don't have to answer any more questions about that because we know that's the most important thing going on You've right gotten now. so and many questions <laughs> about him. It's insane. <laughs> It is. It's um, but it's all good. It's all good because uh, he's a good player and he's a fun player. And you know, we, we've been waiting to get him back as well. And um, you know, the versatility. You know, when you when you do lose a player that is, you know, versatile and um, you know, obviously with him uh, bouncing around infield, outfield, and behind the plate, which we'll see today. Um, you know, when you do lose that, it does change the, the dynamic of, of everything going on. So um, it'll be nice to uh, add him back into the mix. And uh, I think we're uh, ready to go with him. 
you know, you got great contributions yesterday from some guys that, that probably weren't on everybody's mind when the season started. Cole Stewart comes up, we know about him, but a guy like Mike Moore and a guy like Matt McGill, these are guys who acquired through the organization at the minor league level. Ryan Harper, part of that. We spoke with Jeremy Hefner about it yesterday. I talked to Jeremy Zola a bit. In this day and age, you can't just win with 25 guys. You need more. And it's hard when you're the guy who kind of goes back and forth a little bit. How is it that you keep everybody engaged who's not here on a daily basis, knowing that they are a part of it and that they need to feel a part of it, even if they have to be gone for stretches of time? Yeah, it's it's an extremely important um, part of the game. As you say, it doesn't really get talked about very much, um, but every successful organization um, – that wins and wins continuously um, doesn't do it with four or five or six key players and then um, and then that's it and then you forget about the rest of it that's actually it's actually quite the opposite and, and you have to rely on um, guys throughout the organization guys that come up and spend maybe periods of time with you maybe guys that spend the whole year with you but aren't the guys that we're, we're talking about every single day but you need those contributions and I think having a good um, clear plan for every player regardless of where they're at um, letting them know um, and what's expected of them how we want them to get where they're going to be and I think the guys that we're talking about right now are great examples of that these are guys that have come in uh, from the first day of camp even going back to this offseason we've had a lot of conversations with all of these players about uh, about them and what they do and how to become the best player they can be and like you say yesterday we we roll in and and our staff in in game two uh, comes out here and Cole Stewart gives us six good innings and um, you know the the rest of the guys finish it up for us but um, without good efforts from all of our guys just like we got in game two um, we're not going to get where we need to be but it's been great to see and you mentioned that is so critical for good teams because for years in baseball, AAA can be a dangerous place because nobody wants to be there. They all feel they should be up. You've got guys on the way down. You've got guys on the way up. And yet the staff in place there and organizationally and the type of people you've put there as players can make it uh, a very integral part of a winning big league club. Yeah, the the feel that um, Joel Skinner, who's our AAA manager, um, what Skins is able to do is you know to create a, a good development spot, and that's what we want. We want AAA um, for us to be where we are developing major league players and getting them um, in in the right line where we need them to be to come up and help us win games. Uh, it's not maybe as we would imagine it, you know, years ago as just a just a stop where where players are and some feel stuck. Maybe um, we actually don't even want that getting into anybody's mind. This is this is a spot where we're actively working on many things with many of our players, and um, you know it's a it's a great uh, learning spot. Guys who have come back and forth, we see Cole. I think he has a confidence that's built even after his start in Houston. Certainly after yesterday. Tyler Duffy came back and looked better, sharper than he did the first time up. For Fernando Romero, uh, who had some good run for you up here, what specifically would you guys be looking for him to continue to to sharpen up down there? Well, I think there's a few specific things, but I think more than anything else, um, and we hear this sometimes, but it really is, it's really true. He has to pitch. He needs to go and face batters. Um, and and be able to work on the on the few uh, mechanical adjustments or um, you know those types of things that we want to work on. It, you can only work on them so much uh, throwing flat grounds early in the day. You can only work on them so much in the bullpen. Um, you know relievers, especially young relievers who are learning um, the role, I think have to actually get out there, face hitters, come back two days later, face hitters again, go back to back days. 
go up and down, pitching an in, in inning and two-thirds or something along those lines another day, um, and get that good work, which is going to allow them to make adjustments during the games. And I think that's what Fernando needs. We weren't able to give him that um, in this stint uh, here, but I think in, in time he's going to go down, he's going to pitch, um, hopefully pitch well, and we'll see him back up here. I, I would uh, I would not doubt it. And, and the way things all interlock as far as roster construction is concerned, the fact that you've got – a starting rotation right now that has consistently been getting you deep into ball games makes it a lot easier to bring back a position guy for a pitcher, I would think. Yeah, it, it, and it does, and it's um, it's also allowed us to to rest some of our our bullpen arms um, in a way where you know we don't have to think as we we're sitting here right now. Things can always change, but as we sit here, um, you know, we're not having to worry about getting Raj or Park, um, you know, a day off or two. Um, to make sure that they're all caught up. They've been able to, to catch up, and we've been able to use them uh, as we see fit, which you don't always have the ability to do in this league, as we know. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. The show is Inside Twins. And uh, when you were ejected for the first time, Charlie Montoya was smirking in the other dugout, and he had a great line that he was going to frame a picture of your maybe the most mild ejection for a manager in the history of the game. Then you got to see him get hooked for the first time. Counterpoint, is there going to be a swapping of photos? Will you guys, uh, you know, exchange them at Christmas or something? We, what were your thoughts on that? We could. <laughs> no, we talk a lot. We actually, um, up in Toronto, were able to, to get a nice lunch, and we actually ran into each other getting a quick jog in, uh, you know, early in the day one day, so we just finished the jog together, <laughs> which was cool. It's something that we used to do all the time when we were uh, working together. But um, one of my closest friends in the game, uh, wonderful man. The ejections are actually kind of funny and um, and and a great story. And actually, um, Mike Esterbrook, who was the umpire for for my ejection um, and only ejection to this point, uh, is actually someone who I also came up with in the minor leagues and and was an umpire that I've I've known for a long time. So you add that into it, it's it's kind of funny. But um, I, it'll be something that uh, we'll always have and and talk about. And um, you know, it's. It's it's just more of kind of a personal moment for us, but kind of cool. You came up under Lou Pinella, who I mean, he didn't he got his money's worth. Uh, do you have a particular Lou Pinella ejection story as a player, maybe as a wide-eyed young player? Like, did he really just throw second base over the wall or anything like that? It's funny, I, you know, without getting too deep into, it, I've seen <laughs> I've seen a lot of things um, from Lou, but but Lou cared, and like you say, Lou was very very passionate about what was going on. Um, I think one, it was definitely his personality to go out there and and lay into uh, lay into an umpire if he didn't think the team was being treated fairly. Um, but uh, also back even just a few years ago, before all the replay and all of that, there was a lot more that was debatable. There was mm-hmm. a lot more that you could go out there and um, you know give someone a, a piece of your mind or give someone an opinion on something. There's not a ton to really get into. It's more. Um, rules related now or just you know these these very odd situations that might pop up every once in a while sometimes you do end up with just a old regular ball strike discussion with the umpire which uh, is, I think is always going to happen but um, a lot of those a lot of those topics of conversation are kind of obsolete at this point so you don't en- end up seeing much of that anymore a little of the color color of the game that we uh, we don't see anymore it is inside twins it's brought to you by killer root beer made in Minnesota how memories are created legends are made back with more from Rocco Baldelli when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back. It's Inside Twins. Full day of baseball for you. Now, not compared to yesterday where we had 18 innings of baseball for you, but following 
our program here on Inside Twins, the pregame lineup card, Jeremy Zoll will join us, and then we'll have baseball between the Twins and the Tigers. Rocco Baldelli's bunch tries to win a series and another win against a division rival. We talked about the fishing opener, but let's get back to Mother's Day. Now, I know in some of the early stories that came out when you were hired, you spoke uh, about you know the drives to school with your dad and your relationship with your dad. Tell us about mom. What, what was your relationship like with your mom in a house full of activity and, and frenetic things and, and all of the things that were going on? Where was, where was mom in all this? So my, my mom, um, she, was, she was in charge of our house. It was, it was me. I have a, a younger brother, Nick. Um, who's a couple of years younger than me, but also, you know, every kid in the neighborhood. And uh, my best friend, Min, who um, would spend many, many days and nights and, you know, sleeping over and just hanging out. Um, And my mom was, um, you know, kind of the keeper of everything that was going on. She would look after us. She would take care of us day and night. Um, She would cook, you know, she would be there. She was there for me um, and all of us, our entire lives in our family and uh you know it, her, her 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 life is her family and the older i get the more and more that i look at that and love that and appreciate that and the more and more that i can look at her and think back and, and say how how lucky i am to have the mom that i had now i can say as a parent i look at my kid and i'm thinking like the decisions they're going to make that i don't get to make for them you know how do you deal and you want to be supportive at all times i can't even imagine uh, hey, mom, you know, I'm going to go do this baseball thing. They're sending me out to Bakersfield, California. I'm going to be 3,000 miles away. I'm 19. Like, that can't be easy on a parent. And yet I have to imagine she was wholeheartedly supportive. And without her and your dad and the rest of your family, you wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah, and I also know how um, it's all true. And I, I also know how difficult it was on my mom because I know how much she loved having me around and, and at the house. And um, like I said, um, you know, when you spend – you know, every day with someone and, and then all of a sudden that, that person's not there and you love them and you care about them. Um, it's, it's challenging at times, but it's a good kind of challenging. And, um, I, the, the other good thing that I would get, uh, you know, related to these discussions from my mom, a lot of the times is one, my dad's a very unique individual and my mom and my dad, their personalities are not similar. They don't always, you know, um, agree on every single thing going on, and including, you know, what to do as far as going to play baseball or not. And, and my mom was always very supportive. My dad, I think, was always very excited about the idea of going <laughs> to play professional baseball. And my mom would look at both sides of it and say, you know, I, I think this is a, a really good opportunity, but don't forget about going to school and you know don't just look past that and that's still an option and things like that she would always bring up some some other things that are easily um you know missed when you're talking about like going away to play professional baseball and um i always appreciated her opinion on on all of those things and uh just being able to talk to her about everything does that voice of reason i mean that that doesn't go away because when you're done playing baseball i mean you're sitting here as a manager you you could be doing a lot of different things other than this right now even as you were making the decision to enter this portion of your professional journey was uh were you seeking advice there at home yeah and that's um again it, it goes back to um i can say how lucky i am to have to have people who i love and trust and who i have to bounce you know life ideas off of and and things like that but yeah when i was going through this um process personally uh this off season i mean my mom and dad were the were the people that uh, i would rely on to talk to the most let's talk about quarter pole we're almost at the quarter pole this season your first season as a manager and and it's a job that you you can prepare for 
and you can ask, and you've got colleagues and friends that are going through it at the same time, but it's also something you really have to experience, and none of us who aren't in your chair can fully understand how your day-to-day is or all the things that, that you take into account. I'll try to simplify it. Quarter pole of the season, what's your favorite thing about being a major league manager? My favorite thing about being a major league manager, I would say um, it's almost certainly working with the people that I get to work with. And and the part of this job, um, you know, going out there and managing a ball game during the game is it's great. It honestly, it's it's interesting. It's it's pretty compelling stuff. It's it's fun. You know, when baseball is your life, it's um it's pretty great. But I think the the best part is is the day to day interaction with all of the people that I get to spend time with because I get to spend time with really good people, good people, fun people, people who I care about. Um, that's the best part of this job. It's it's the day-to-day um, and the, the personal relationships that you build with everyone that you get to spend time with. We spend more time together in the clubhouse, traveling, um, everything that we do than, than really anyone else. I mean, we're with each other for, for nine months day in and day out you really get to know people very well and uh that that is almost certainly the best part of what i do you mentioned something there as you were talking about the people about the compelling aspect of what you're trying to do on a nightly basis is it that that quest to solve the puzzle every night that it's always a different puzzle and all the variables that go into it on a nightly basis are you the type of person who's driven by that you not you don't strike me as a guy who's driven by doing it for the money or forgetting your picture in the paper or anything like that is it the puzzle solving of it with with your friends and with the, the rest of your staff that is so enticing yeah that's what that's what makes it so challenging and and truthfully interesting and fun you know it, th- that's that's the good stuff um is it is it difficult sometimes yeah because you know you don't necessarily um there's no playbook for for anything that's going on you know there are traditional ways that you can look at um ways to handle certain situations there are other ways that are really untraditional um but you have to figure it out and and really um you have to make decisions where when you go to bed at night um, you have to feel okay, and I'm not saying that I feel okay about every decision <laughs> that's that you know that has been made to this point this year, and I know that it still will be that that way going forward too. Um, but uh, you have to do just what you think is right and what you think is best for everyone involved, and um, and kind of go that route. It's not always easy, but it definitely is challenging and a good time. New day, new challenge every day. It makes it uh, keep you on your toes. Certainly keeps your brain spinning. This is Inside Twins. That's the voice of Rocco Baldelli. We've got one more segment when we return. On your home for Twins baseball. Final segment here. It's a Mother's Day edition of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer Made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. We're taking all sorts of different paths today on Inside Twins with Rocco Baldelli. So let's get back to uh, the matter at hand, which is the Detroit Tigers trying to keep another win in the division. Uh, obviously, that's always going to be of the utmost importance. Uh, you do get Martin Perez back, as we've discussed. You get Ostadio back. Will he plunge right into your lineup? He, he is jumping right in, and I think he's, uh, he's ready to go. Not your traditional leadoff hitter, but we're going to have him uh, uh, just taking over for where um, Mitch Garver's been hitting, obviously another one of our catchers who's been doing a great job um, and hitting in the leadoff spot against left-handed pitching lately for us. Um, but, yeah, that's where we're going to put uh, Astadio, and we're going to roll with it. You got three talented catchers, and much has been made, rightfully so, of their production. But I think uh, an aspect that needs to be discussed is that having three with three different skill sets allows you guys as a staff to put talented players in a position to maximize 
their productivity, right? The favorable matchups and putting them in the best spot to succeed, which you would think logically would lead to good production. Yeah, there are some really um, great ways that we can use our three guys. Like you say, they they definitely have some different they have different skill sets. Um, we also have one that can play multiple positions, which doesn't just leave you with just three pure catchers who. Um, you have to find a spot for, and only one can catch every day. So we can get, obviously, Astadio out there and, and play him around the diamond, which helps. Um, you know, it, it becomes a, we call it a uh, an issue or a problem. It's not really a problem. Um, it's just a good situation when you have a bunch of guys that you want to get in there because they're all playing so well, both offensively and defensively. Um, but only one can play, you know, any given day. But uh, it's something that we will deal with happily. Yeah, and speaking of happily, we only got about a minute. Miguel Sano could potentially be returning soon, and again, that's a happy situation, right? Yeah, it's this is something we've been waiting for for a long time. We talk about the the work that Miguel's put in um, this off season. Uh, he he was in tremendous shape. I went and saw him. He was doing great in a great frame of mind. He was playing in uh, Dominican winter ball games, um, playing well, and obviously, you know. Had an issue and something that we had to deal with, you know, with his with his heel uh, laceration. It did take a long time for him to get back, um, mainly because uh, it's an odd injury. Had to let it heal, um, but he's playing. He's feeling good. He's work. He's working very very hard. I think he's in good shape, and I think he's almost ready to go. Yeah, he celebrated a birthday yesterday. He uh, played the full nine innings in Rochester, and perhaps we'll see him back here sooner rather than later. Rocco, always a pleasure. Great for having you in studio. Good luck today. Thanks, Chris. That's Rocco Baldelli. The show. Show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbird Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. How memories are created. Legends are made. It's the pregame lineup card coming up next. So stay with us. Full day of Twins Baseball on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created. And legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.